I can do some relatively like regular maintenance too. It's when you start adding all those fucking sensors. You can fix a broken strut. That well, that was the that was the Monte Carlo Z thirty four with the bent strut. With the bent strut Ooh. that I did replace, and it experienced oxidation on the clear coating, and it all peeled off. What? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell. You didn't say that last time. <laughs> uh, it's a fun little thing I saved just for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you left it for the Florida episode. Welcome back. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to season two, episode four of the Beards and Sundries podcast. Wow. That's right, guys. It's time for another lunch break here at Beards and Sundries, the market where three gay men with beards discuss a new sundry in each episode. My name is Jay, and I once accidentally used flash photography to snag a picture of a hooker at Cocoa Beach. <laughs> it gets funnier every time I hear it. And I'm Anthony, the 20 gallons of swamp ass you get immediately when you step off the plane in Orlando. Swamp ass! Swamp ass! Swamp ass! And I'm Joe, the bumper to bumper traffic that's slowly crawling towards the happiest place on earth. And mm. today's topic is Florida. Florida. That's right, Beardos. Anthony and I just recently went on a company retreat to Florida to visit my family for my mother's 75th birthday. So today we're going to talk about our trip, we're going to chat about Florida, and later on, Jay has a really fun game cooked up for us. Mm-hmm. Mm, cooked up. I wonder mm. how well done it is. Probably mm. raw. It's rare. It's super raw. Raw. Uh. <laughs> There's definitely a pink center, that's for sure. <laughs> it's all pink inside. Do I have to go to the sundries aisle to find um, sunscreen? Look no farther than aisle four. Ooh, that aisle has everything. Everything packed, just like Jay likes it. Now, if you guys are new to the show and you're wondering just what the hell a sundry is, the term comes from an old English word meaning odds and ends. Now, today it's used mainly in retail to group together items that don't typically have a group of their own. So, as three very swampy, sweaty gay men with beards, Jay, we are using the term to describe the wide range of topics that we cover week to week. God, I hate it when you're not wrong. Wow. Just <laughs> change the intro up just enough to make it amazing. Don't worry. I'm sweaty all the time, too. It's okay. I'm sweating right now, and it's snowing outside. Great intro, Joe. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. You did wonderful. Wow. Thank you. It gets a little easier every time. What a gator of a definition. Ooh. Oh. Really uh, sun me up like I was on the beach. I don't know. That wasn't good. I'm going to take that out. No, leave it <laughs> <What>? in. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, leave it all the way in. I like how Anthony edits himself to sound perfect and we're always fuck-ups and the rest of it. So let me yeah. tell you, there are fringe benefits to being the editor. <laughs> That's true, I guess. You do get a couple. You get a privilege. Everyone's like, Anthony sounds so put together and you guys sound like garbage. And I'm like, I know. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I take every individual syllable and put all of your sentences together. Like, it's really measured. It's extra time, but it's worth it. You know, if it's important, you make the time. <laughs> now I understand why our episode was late last week. Oh, God. That was unrelated. I, I totally... Uh, uh. You kept texting me and, like, telling me, like, oh, this is it. I'm like, shit happens. I don't care. Whatever. I felt bad because that is the one commitment that I have to this. And I like it, it really does like hinge on me to make sure this gets put out on Sundays. And yeah, I'm like, that's my one job. <laughs> and I didn't get it done. It was out a day late and we received so much feedback. <laughs> Just kidding. Absolutely zero feedback. So I guess you guys really <laughs> yeah. didn't mind that much, huh? <laughs> nobody complained to me <laughs> although one of our listeners actually messaged me and it was kind of funny he sits there and goes you're right this was such an inconvenience i will no longer listen 
<laughs> You've lost a valued customer. Uh, no, we actually don't have any valued customers at the Beards and Sundries market. They're all just for show. The customer is always wrong. That made me laugh. Oh, my God. So, Joe, what's the first topic on our agenda? Well, I thought we'd talk a little bit about getting there or the journey to Florida. Uh, we have done this trip quite a few times in our time together. So we've done both ways. We have flown and we have driven. And let me tell you, flying is the way to go. Uh, yeah. There's a smaller airline known as Allegiant Airlines, and they do direct flights, actually, from Tulsa to Orlando Sanford Airport, which is a smaller regional airport in Orlando. And it is so nice to not have to worry about my bags not being transferred or doing a layover. We just get on the plane in Tulsa and we get off the plane in Orlando and we're good to go. It's well worth it. And I know people will be like, ah, Legion, everything costs extra. And I'm like, so don't expect anything extra. How do you even take off in that plane? Is it like the Flintstones where you use your feet? <laughs> yeah, it was. actually. I mean, kind of. Uh, there was a problem with the cargo door, so we were on the tarmac for about an hour, but we made it eventually. On the way there, on the way back, we actually got back on time, which was awesome. And then it took them forever to get our bags off the plane. Tulsa International Airport. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It was in early December that I sat on the tarmac in Amarillo on a Southwest oh, flight. Yeah, I forgot about that because of the storms, right? No, what had happened was the fog was so intense here in Oklahoma City that we couldn't land. And so then we looped around a couple times. They're like, we got to go get fuel. So they flew us to Amarillo, which is three hours from Oklahoma City. And I think. And I was sitting there going, oh, my God, if they leave us here, I'm going to go find a car. I'll pay for an Uber. I don't care. I want to get home. Oh, did you pick up a copy of my biography while you were there? In Amarillo? In Amarillo in the... uh yeah, at the airport, because, you know, it's the three truck stops outside Amarillo. No, because I couldn't get off the fucking plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, an active runway. Sit down. Well, it's funny you mentioned getting in a car because we've done that one as well. And we actually did that drive in my previous car, which was a Honda Civic. And we did it with both of our dogs. And I never will never, fucking ever, ever do that again. Ever. Sorry, mom and dad. Uh, that sounds miserable. It's the dogs. The dogs were the most stressful portion of it. Really? Well, yeah. Our Corgi Ricky was fine. He just laid down. Finster, our mutt, whatever the hell he is, stressed the whole time. I think he, f- I think he thought that we were driving to the vet for 20 solid hours. Because just... <laughs> The whole time. I remember my big dog, Jake. He um he always panicked for the first first thirty minutes of car drives. And then all of a sudden, like he'd be like, Oh, well, we didn't stop at the vet, so and then he'd calm down and chillax the whole anywhere I drove. We thought that would happen eventually. And just the whole time Finster, you put him in a car one thousand percent stressed the entire time he's in a vehicle. So we have done both methods, and I will say that we definitely prefer flying. Now, once we've gotten to the airport, a fun bonus is that my parents have found this magic town called Chiefland, Florida, that is two hours away from Tampa, from Jacksonville, from Tallahassee, from Orlando, any major airport. So no matter where we <laughs> no matter where we fly into, it's a two-hour car ride. So we've gotten used to the Alamo car rental desk at the Orlando Sanford Airport. Now, this most recent fly in, we were the last flight of the evening to get in because we were delayed by an hour. So by the time we got to the desk, all of the intermediate sedans, like your Malibu, the Camry, what have you, were all gone. And they said, oh, well, we'll just give you a free upgrade. And I'm like, yes. And we get out there. And there's Ford Mustangs, there's Dodge Challengers. There was one random Toyota Tacoma, which also wouldn't work because it wasn't just me and Anthony. It was also Joel. So all three of us were there. All three of us had a large suitcase and our personal item, our backpack. So a Dodge Challenger or Ford Mustang wasn't going to cut at Henny. I was like, unless they change that trunk on that Mustang, there's not even room for a suitcase to squeeze in. So we're kind of nervously walking with the attendant. Clouds part. The sunlight shines down from the heavens. A four-month-old, white, pristine, Audi A4 sedan. You guys, this car, the entire time, ooh, it was fast, with all three of us bears in it. And all of our shit. Fast, 
quick. It was luxurious. It had beautiful features. It was it was a great car. It's probably one of the top rentals we've ever had. I do like a good Audi. I, I usually get really like disappointed by luxury brands, but this Audi just uh there's something about it. I sat behind the driver's seat and I was like, oh my God, this is great. This is a great car. And I drove it off the lot. I was like, this is so fucking nice. And then Joe drove it the rest of the time because he won't say it, but he wants to drive the whole time. I'll say it. I like to drive the whole time. And then funny enough, I uh, have been listening to the Tony and Ryan podcast and Tony has just acquired a new Audi and she loves the car too. So of course I got on their Facebook page and I said, I wanted to thank Tony for blessing us with this brand new Audi A4 with our rental in Florida. (laughs) She, uh, she commented and she was like, Oh, here's thinking of you for the little Prezi for the present. And then Ryan commented and said, uh, Oh God, what do you say? It was something along the lines of like, uh, great car. You love to see it. She still won't let you drive it. No, that's yeah. And I said, uh, you still can't borrow it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, phenomenal rental car. It was great. Mm, gosh, I love those cars. So the worst rental car we ever had there was this fucking Volkswagen Passat. Mm. Yep. Worst goddamn piece yep. of shit. It had all kinds of electrical issues. Yeah. It was, yep. Oh. The glove box didn't close the whole way. The blinker stock wouldn't like work the right way. It would keep the blinkers on. Not all German cars are created equal. I'll just say that. I'm trying to remember what my worst rental car I've ever had was, but uh, I can't think of it. I feel like I've been pretty lucky with all my rent. Oh, I take that back. In Milwaukee once, I had a Jaguar because we got upgraded. And it was a fun car. I loved it. But somebody... um. Somebody had smoked a lot of marijuana in it before. It was terrible. Like, it was awful. We had to Febreze bomb it. And then I remember we picked up one of our friends and she gets in it and she goes, well, now it just sells, smells like seeds and stems. And I was like, I actually really wanted to buy one because I really like the car until I had that rental. And then I went, wait a minute. Nowadays, they're just dressed up Fords. Well, and then after I had my last Cadillac, which was so problematic, I said, okay, if I get this Jaguar, I'm going to be very limited on where I can bring it in this city. And I sat there and went, nope, not going to play with it. Now I have a Toyota. <laughs> I think of all the electrical issues that you could experience, and then you add Ford to that. I'm a Mustang driver. If you listen to our episodes, you know I, I drive Mustangs all the time. But I can do a lot of my own maintenance. And the electronics reliability is relatively low, aside from my, like, basically my console system, which is like one touchscreen tablet. But everything else, I can do some relatively, like, regular maintenance to. It's when you start adding all those fucking sensors. You can fix a broken strut. That, well, that was the that was the Monte Carlo Z34. <laughs> <laughs> With the bent strut. With the bent strut that I did replace, and it experienced oxidation on the clear coating, and it all peeled off. What? <laughs> you, didn't tell, you didn't say that last time. <laughs> uh, it's a fun little thing I saved just for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you left it for the Florida episode. I know. You're welcome. So if you live in Florida, and you get oxidation on your car, and it starts to peel the clear coat, well, you're fucked. Well, and also, nobody really gets oxygen in Florida. I've seen some cars in Florida with way more than oxidation. (laughs) They do. It's all in tanks that they carry around with them. I guess the alternative to, like, driving or flying there would be, like, if you lived on the coast already, I guess you could take a boat up and down, like, the East Coast or in the Gulf. If you're rich. Or a train. Amtrak has a route. Ooh, do they? I'd like Mm -hmm. to do that sometime. They go all up and down the East Coast. I feel like that's something you do when you have, like, extra vacation. Like, you could take, like, two weeks off and do it. And extra money. Unfortunately, I've seen some ticket prices. Amtrak is very expensive because they're not regulated by themselves. I did an Amtrak ride from Milwaukee to Chicago just for a day trip, and I didn't pay for it, though. So I don't really know what the price was. But it was a neat little experience. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to do a sleeper car at some point. Yeah, it would be a lot of fun. I'd like to go up through Colorado. I looked at pricing recently. It's the sleeper car is a thousand dollars, the cheapest I've yeah, seen. Yeah, I saw that. I may or may not have been looking at that for our wedding anniversary, and then I was like, mm, 
<sighs> I know. No. I'm like sitting there. I'm like, so it's slower and more expensive. Okay. Make it make sense. Yeah. Planes. This is blimps. You win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Best episode of Archer. Anyway, one cool part about Florida uh, brings me to our next topic, the ocean. Uh, so you can see a lot of ocean in Florida. You can see the Atlantic side. You can see the Gulf of Mexico side. Uh, there's a lot of lakes. There's a lot of swamp. There's a lot of Everglades and rivers. There's a lot to see um, as far as views go. And this was actually Joel's first time to Florida, and it was also his first time seeing the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, cool. I found this really great condo in uh, St. Augustine, and it was only, it was it was sub $500, and it was on the fourth floor, and it was oceanfront. And wow. it had a queen-size bed in the bedroom. There was also a queen-size sofa pull-out bed. So the three of us were way comfortable in there. Uh, it was a little chilly the first couple of days, but the three of us fit in there just fine. It was great. Yeah, I was really excited about the fact that like we had access, like a gate access to the beach. So we just go downstairs and then go out the back of the complex, enter a code in the gate, and then you're on the beach. Mm, that's so nice. The first day we were there, I got up and Joel was up and he was watching the sunrise and I also watched the sunrise and then I gave him a kiss and I went back to bed. (laughs) All right. (laughs) See you later. That was exactly how that worked. I was like, okay, I'm going back to sleep. Well, and St. Augustine is, um, it's, it's actually really cool. It's a big tourist destination. Uh, there's a lot of history there. And if you guys didn't know this, St. Augustine is actually known as the oldest city in the country because it was founded in 1565 by Spanish explorers. And, uh, it's got a strategic location. There is a inlet right there and there's a land bank. So the Spanish soldiers there set up a castle fort and it's own. it's known as the oldest castle fort in the United States. And they used it to protect that shoreline from British colonizers. We should also put a little caveat slash asterisk on this. Um, it is the oldest city in America as built by colonizers. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It was founded in 1565 by the Spanish conquistador Pedro Menendez de Avies. St. Augustine is the oldest continuously occupied settlement of European origin in the contiguous United States. It is the second oldest continuously inhabited city of European origin in the United States territory after San Juan, Puerto Rico, which was founded in 1521. Teacher, what the fuck are you doing, Jay? Could you start from the beginning? I'm taking notes. This is educational. Chapter one, Jay's not writing anything, and I want to see what you wrote right now. I want to see what it is. So let me see. Let me see what you wrote. Let me see it. Was it relevant to what Joe was saying? Is it squiggles? No, is it squiggles? (laughs) Is it seven days? I I faked it. It's literally the notes from last week's game. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you. Tee. What a scamp. I know. (laughs) Damn it. It is cool to go visit, though. Uh, It's a very neat, like, historical site. And we went on Martin Luther King Day. And it was actually free <laughs> wow so cool which worked out because joe and joel were playing pokemon the whole time shut up i had to catch pokemon joe joe you'll like this guy i'm dating because um he likes pokemon <gasps> wait he likes pokemon in general like he likes playing pokemon games <gasps> so yeah. what do you do when he's playing pokemon do you just sit there like "Ooh, yeah dinosaur actually he doesn't play it around me a apparently i'm cool enough that he doesn't play it but when he's not around me it's like pokemon pokemon jay's just like oh yeah is that a is that a chore minder are you winning (laughs) (laughs) where's that where's that main car from cars is this that game (laughs) lightning mcqueen is he in here (laughs) did you throw that pokey that pokemon ball kachow did you get it are you playing the beyblades I think I know how this game works. Pikachu, I select you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Digimon, digital monsters, Digimon are the champions. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, sorry. 
No, that was really cool because we got to go see the Atlantic in St. Augustine, which I love St. Augustine. It's a beautiful little like historic town. They've got a wonderful downtown. We ate this oh, yeah. fabulous grilled cheese restaurant the first day we were there. It was called the Grilled Cheese Gallery. And on their entire menu of all these sandwiches, they had eight grilled cheese sandwiches that had macaroni and cheese on them. Was it better than the mule? Yeah. I was like, yes, yes, I hope so. It it was really good. Oh, my God. (sighs) I got the cowgirl. I wanted to get the cowboy, but, you know, sometimes you got to diversify. You got to go both ways. Oh, so you're bi when it comes to grilled cheese? I'm pan when it comes to grilled cheese. (laughs) Ah! That's offensive, maybe. (laughs) Oh. Oh, God, that was a great one. I hate how clever that was. I hope you cut it out just so you don't get a good joke. You're welcome. Sometimes I have one or two. (laughs) (laughs) Well, about time. Uh, Hey, shut the fuck up. (laughs) I do a lot of work, just not on camera. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Oh, but then conversely... We were able to, after our St. Augustine stint, we went over to Chiefland and then um, where Joe's parents live. And it's about 45 minutes away from this little uh, Gulf town called Cedar Key. That's right. On the other side of Florida, the Gulf of Mexico, you can see it through this great little town that is just a short drive, Anthony said, away from my parents' house. And it is. It's called Cedar Key, Florida. Their number one export, clams. There's this little restaurant there called Tony's Clam Chowder, and this clam chowder entered a contest of the country's best clam chowders up in New England, and they won in 2009, 2010, and 2011, and then retired from the competition because it was so good. Wow. Because they kept winning. This clam chowder fucks. It is so good. They sell it online as well. If you look up on Amazon, you can find Tony's Clam Chowder in cans. And you just have to add cream, heavy cream, and then half and half. And make sure you don't skimp and do milk. The whole point of this clam chowder is that it's a real, like, nice and thick clam chowder. Eat it with a grilled cheese. (sighs) Mm, That sounds delicious. Yeah, you get this big-ass grilled cheese sandwich, and you get a bowl with a soup, and you can just dunk it right in the clam chowder. It is so good. It's yeah. If you ever are around that way, like even anywhere near Cedar Key, take a day trip to Cedar Key. They've got a little public beach there. They have condos. They have apartments to rent. It's a great sleepy little town that gets pretty busy on the weekends now because they're. Um, It is. There's no corporate on the island. And I mean that in a good way. Like it's it's a super cool little place where like I think the only thing that might be marginally corporate is the gas station. But. Um, but everything else is like privately owned and it's all like little mom and pop shops and it's really cool. I I like that. There's some art galleries. It's very walkable. There's golf carts everywhere. It's, it's great. I really like it there. And that's what I appreciate. uh, Excuse me. And that's what I appreciate about going up to Colorado in the mountains. Cause we hit like Idaho Springs and Blackhawk. Well, Blackhawk's full of casinos, but besides the casinos, um, then there's Georgetown and stuff like that. And you start hitting all these like little shops that are local rather than these corporate stores. And, and that's what I really appreciate is I'm supporting something that's not just exploring all the little stores. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. Cedar Key's a cool little place. Plus Joel got to see the Gulf uh, for the first time. That's really cool. Oh, the Gulf or Atlantic Ocean? Both. Oh, he'd never seen the Gulf either. He'd never been to Florida. Yeah. Poor guy. Missing out on the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> but Atlantic, very pretty. Well, if you get down to Mexico, the Gulf of Mexico is pretty nice in the tourist towns. It is very pretty because when you hit Cozumel, it's like a beautiful teal water. And I'm like, oh, oh that's really nice. God. But yeah. then you like leave Galveston and you're like, why does it smell so swampy? Mm, it's all the swamp. It's all the ships. You don't realize it's that bad. They have to unload Jay's poop there. You don't realize it's that bad until like you go on this cruise and then you come back to port and you walk out on your, your balcony and you're like, oh, Ugh. Jesus, God, this water smells terrible. 
that's really cool, though. I'm glad Joel got to experience two new things that he hasn't dealt with. Well, three. Did he say he hasn't been to Florida either? Yeah, that was his first time to Florida, too. This is like a new life for him. How cool. New year, new me, new Joel, new <laughs> life. <laughs> oh, he got to eat Shake Shack for the first time, too. What? Yeah. God, he must be, like, overflowing with joy with all these new experiences. That one threw me because he lived in San Diego for a while. And I thought for sure it was a California thing, so I don't know. A California thing, yeah, yeah. That's that's your California <laughs> accent? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know, the way Joe said it made me just laugh. So I mocked him, of course, because, you know, I'm a bully. So a lot of people know Florida for the happiest place on earth or Universal. So that brings (sighs) me to a very minor, small version of Smasher Pass. Uh, Disney World, Universal Studios. I know where I stand. Disney World, Pass, Universal, Smash. I agree. So I've actually never been to Disney World yet. I've only been to Universal Studios. Okay. I will say that if you haven't been, you should go at least once. And that's my theory. I need to go. There are some pretty cool things there. There's there's the Animal Kingdom. Epcot's pretty cool-ish. Epcot's, like, the one place that I would definitely go because you have, like, the different, like, foods around the world as you go around the little circle. And they have the Star Wars stuff in Disney, too. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to smash Universal, for sure. Universal Studios is super cool. I'm going to smash it because I'm comfortable with it and I don't want to try something new right now. They also have the Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket, which is a really cool roller coaster where you get into the coaster train and you have it's not a shoulder harness, but you have a lap bar and it comes down and you have a small touchscreen. It's about the size of an iPhone and you scroll through different music selections and you pick one and then there's speakers right here behind your head. So for the entire duration of the ride, it plays that song right in your ears and it's kind of like a thrill ride. So you get to personalize your experience and it goes in a full loop and you don't have any over the shoulder stuff. And so that part was a little like, "Mm, am I going to die? But nobody else is dying. So I think it'll be okay. Yeah, that was cool. Interesting. I'd try and put on that song. Don't say no, it's the end of the world. (laughs) As I'm going upside down. You totally would. By Skeeter Davis, right? (laughs) Yes! (laughs) This will go over and Jay's just... (laughs) The whole time on the ride, just... And there's like like one trail of a tear. (laughs) Beardos, if you didn't know, Jay is a 70-year-old man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Raspberries! That's Carol Channing, right? It is Carol Channing in Thoroughly Modern Millie. How many drugs do you think they circulated through her veins back then? She didn't need them. She was, she's still just... A, she's just like that. She's still alive, right? Is Carol Channing still alive? Should we have put that on the bingo card? Carol Channing. Raspberries! Raspberries! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, she died in 2019. R.I.P. Sorry, girl. I was like, I know she was alive, but it wasn't that long ago if she died. (laughs) She's chasing those raspberries in heaven now. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Her spirit was launched like a rocket, and that's what she said as she was going up to heaven. Raspberries! (laughs) That makes me want to go watch that movie now. Of course it does, puss. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing after the show? My laundry. I love all our inside jokes that we make listeners just suffer with. I know. Sorry. <laughs> Catch up, bitches. I feel like you can do Universal in a couple of days if you wanted to. Uh, whereas Disney, if you want to go through all of fucking Disney, you have to like live there for a little while. Yeah. And then spend your entire paycheck plus some. Entire one paycheck? Okay. Whose paycheck is this? Yeah. Universal is expensive. Sure. Disney will bankrupt you and make you take a second mortgage out on your house and not even apologize for it. And they'll be like, ooh, so sorry. We need billions of dollars to purchase all the franchises you love. Oh, you need a bottle of water for your churro? That'll be twenty seven fifty. You don't have a fast pass? <laughs> you can get a small for twenty seven. <laughs> At the I remember there was, Do you have an annual pass? And I was like, bitch, I don't even live here. 
you can get an extra small for twenty six ninety eight, and it's like the little like pill cups that you get at like a hospital. And then Mickey Mouse comes out and kicks you in the balls. <laughs> oh, ho, 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 I'm taking seventy five more cents, bitch. And I'm like, no, <laughs> Mickey, no. Ha <laughs> ha, if I swipe this card and it's declined, I'll come and murder you. Ha ha. <laughs> and then even if it's not, I probably will still. Ha ha. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, Mickey, that's not fine. That's not fine. You blow my mind. No, Mickey. <laughs> ah, ah. Minnie Mouse comes in your hotel room at night and she's like, ha ha, you should have let her pay for more. Ha ha. <laughs> and she shanks you. She's like, no, I'm going to go come in Mickey's hotel room. Ha ha. <laughs> I guess I got to shank you. Yuck. Yeah, it was like Goofy. Goofy comes in. He goes, "If you got more money, you better give it up." Jesus! I'm gonna leave your body in a back alley. <laughs> I'm a murderer. <laughs> God damn it! We're so fucking stupid. Nobody will ever think of me. <laughs> No wonder nobody listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> One part about Universal Studios that was super cool back in the day, Jay and I are going to date ourselves here a little bit, but they used to have a Twister ride experience. That was so fun, even though it wasn't, but it was. It was. <laughs> it was not good, but something about like it was just like it, you felt like you were in the movie and it was like. You were standing in this little scene and then they would have like the tornado would come and take the, it was the scene from the drive in theater, I think. It was the movie theater. Yeah. Yeah. And like it was actually kind of neat. I give them credit. It was kind of like this moving scene in front of you. And then I really don't know how they got the tornado to feel like it did. But like literally leaves were blowing around. Listen, I wasn't prepared for it. I wasn't either. The roof coming up above us, I was like, holy shit. And it kind of startled me for a second. And like this balcony thing you're on actually does this jolt like it slightly collapses. But what was what was so funny, though, was that breeze was hitting us. And I like turned to one of my friends and I said we were I lived in Kansas at the time when we left for a school trip. That's how I came to Florida, to Universal Studios. And I uh, say it was a school trip for me, too. Yeah, I was like, guys, I think the wind was stronger when we left Kansas than this ride. (laughs) Guys, if you're in marching band and you're younger and you're listening to this, first of all, I'm sorry. But second of all, stay in marching band because you'll get to go on some really fucking cool trips later on. Like my mom bribed me into staying with Trumpet because she was like, you're going to get to go to Florida in high school. And I was like, ah, fuck, fine. I don't know. I, I, I didn't get to be on the Twister ride, so... Sorry. Sorry. Raspberries. Raspberries! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm almost at her voice when I do it. You are. That's why I keep making you say it. <laughs> it's a whole episode of you saying raspberries and Carol Chan's voice. Raspberries! <laughs> Anyways. So then the later half of our trip, we actually took a little trip down to Sarasota because my mother's favorite animal, my mother's favorite animal is the flamingo and they are very popular in Florida. So I found a place called the Sarasota Jungle Gardens and they have an experience where you can go in and you get a bag of feed and you pour it into your hand and you hold out your hand and live flamingos will come up to you and they will eat it out of your hand. And it is. And then it was freaky at first because these flamingos are used to it. So they would storm you from all sides and they're like. Meh, 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 and, meh. and then you fight them. You're like, fuck you, flamingo. They fight each other a little <laughs> bit. Like, they, little they were getting intense. a little sassy with each other because they get competitive. And I was just holding out my hand like. Well, so do I. And they come up and a couple of them were like eye level with me standing next to me so i would turn my shoulder and they'd be like right there and i was like what up flamingos are that tall yeah i never knew that i figured out early that if you just hold your hands like hold your palms up and show them that you don't have anything in your hands they leave you alone they bite your penis and then walk off i felt like they would have but no they were That's that's how Jay gives head. (laughs) 
he says, he says, take your pants off. And then you get them all the way off. He goes, ah, ah. <laughs> Jay's like, here, you want some brine shrimp? <laughs> when I first started dating, that's how I tried to pick up men at the bar. It's like, show me a jug. And then do it. And I'd be like, Arr. you'd be like, raspberries. <laughs> and now he still does that to this day. <laughs> It was cool, though, because you got to feed the flamingos, which were, like, plenty. But then you also could feed, like, the turtles there, which Joel was really excited about because he's a turtle guy. Yeah, they had exotic birds. There was a couple of lemurs. They had a kookaburra. There were lemurs, but they were in their cages. And I wanted to do the lemur experience because there's a thing where you can schedule it and you can go have lemurs and, like, play with them for, like, 30 minutes. Uh, speaking of, if Joel's a turtle person, you should bring him to the Charleston Aquarium because they also have the Sea Turtle Rescue Center there. And so you can see a lot of educational information there. I really enjoyed it. Which Charleston? South Carolina? But then I have to go to South Carolina. Okay, so Charleston's really pretty, though. And King Street is really cool. Well, it was also in Sarasota that we finally got our Cubano sandwiches. Oh, Jay, have you had a Cuban uh, not anywhere cool. They're very, very big in Florida because there's such a big... There's a larger Cuban op- uh, population there. And, like, y- you've got to get a Cuban when you're in Florida. And the further south you go, the better they get. Like, you have to get a real Cuban sandwich. And a sandwich, yeah. <laughs> but we went to this lovely little place, and they had a Cuban sandwich on their menu. And an authentic Cuban... But an authentic Cuban sandwich, Anthony, you know what it all contains, right? Yes. So an authentic Cuban sandwich is typically a citrus braised slow cooked pork um, that is shredded up. And then you put ham on top of that. And then you also put like, uh, I want to say, I keep wanting to say provolone, but that's not right. There's a certain type it's of Swiss. Swiss, yes. Uh, and then pickles. And then it's smeared on, and then you smear mustard on Cuban bread. It's this very like soft inside bread, but on the outside, it's like nice and crispy and like, ooh, it's good. And they press um, it. They press it. Mm. Like they always press, press it. it it's good. so goddamn good. I just love whoever thought of the idea of like, let's take two different versions of pig and put it on one sandwich. And it's crazy to me because I don't really like mustard or pickles on my sandwiches anyway, but on a Cuban, it all just works because it's like you get the saltiness from the ham and you get the acidity from the pork. And then the mustard and pickle just add like this tanginess that really kind of adds – to the savory of the cheese and then the crunchy bread. It's just, ah, uh, it is mm. such a good sandwich. So a tangy Cuban. You can get them. Like we have a couple of restaurants here that do them, but in Florida, you, it's just authentic. Well, while you guys were gone, I made a homemade chocolate ganache cheesecake. Yeah. That picture was amazing. Uh, my friend Kayla said that it was so life changing that she wants to be a better person now after eating that and i was like oh okay wow i don't want to eat that i don't want to be a better person well and then speaking of sandwiches we also went to a well-known grocery store chain there that is very popular called Publix. and if you guys know about it Uh, you already know yeah but if you haven't heard of it Publix is very popular because their deli section makes made to order sub sandwiches and they have a chicken tender sub where they take chopped chicken tenders and they put them on the sandwich and then put your toppings on. One of the best things ever. So good. I I kid you not. He put it on there and I was like, how are you supposed to get my toppings on there? You put so much goddamn chicken on here. It's loaded. And for $10.50, it's, a, it's two meals. God, that sounds good. I'm, I'm like full, but that sounds great still. Is it time for a commercial? I think it may be time for a commercial. I think so, Beardos. And this week, it's very important. We're actually doing a PSA for a very scary thing we just found out about. And we want you to know about it, too. So please listen. It's very important. And now for an important public service announcement. Dihydrogen monoxide, an epidemic of oceanic proportions. Do you, like some Americans, take showers regularly? Do you enjoy a beer or 12 at Applebee's before going out to commit hate crimes? Are you breathing air? 
then you've been drugged with the chemical dihydrogen monoxide. Every day, millions of Americans come into contact with dihydrogen monoxide, ingesting it with their food, breathing it in the air, or even dousing themselves with it in their own bathrooms. Little do they know the dangers of this corrosive chemical that has been implicated in electrical failures, acid rain, altered landscapes, and even the greenhouse effect. In spite of these dangers, the substance is still used in hand soaps, junk foods, power plants, pesticides, animal research, and much more, all while the American government refuses to ban the chemical. Protect yourself and your loved ones. Avoid dihydrogen monoxide at all costs. Well, guys, that was kind of scary. Are you guys worried about dihydrogen monoxide? I'm looking on here. It's pretty scary, you guys. Jeez. Uh, it looks like it can accelerate corrosion. It can cause suffocation. Oh, my gosh. It can cause electrical failures and decreased effectiveness of automobile brakes. Oh my gosh. Despite its danger, it says they often use it in nuclear power plants uh, they use it as a fire retardant. They use it in many forms of animal research. And then they even use it as an additive in junk foods and other products. Can you believe it? You know, guys, as a child, I almost succumbed to dihydrogen monoxide. And it was the most terrifying experience in the world. It felt like I was going to drown. You got to really watch out for that dihydrogen monoxide, though. It's in everything. It's in everything, I heard. Yeah, really got to read all the like food labels because the government's trying to poison you. I was going to say, I found out uh, they put it in a lot of canned food, too. Especially, I don't know if you've noticed this, but tuna in water? There's dihydrogen monoxide in there. That's the government. (laughs) They're trying to control us. That's that's the government. (laughs) Joe, do you have something to check out? You know, this week I actually do. Here is something to check out. This week, I have something to check out in the form of a YouTube channel, and his name is Jeb Brooks, and his channel is just called Jeb Brooks. Um, So what he does is he goes on Amtrak trains, um, scenic trains, he goes on luxury plane rides, Uh, he even does some ships that I've seen, and he does very informative tours of all the experiences that he goes on. He does all the food, all the drinks that are included, all the views. He's a really great cinematographer. He provides really uh, educational, entertaining, and very nice videos to kind of see all the different travel routes that all of these services have to offer. And they're just very fun to watch because he's pretty cute too. So he's it's fun to watch yeah. him because his voice is soothing. His videos are calm and relaxing. Sometimes his wife goes, but that's okay. She she gets a pass. But they're just really fun to watch. It's really fun to learn a lot about what um, some of these services that I wouldn't have explored have to offer, like an Amtrak train route that goes across the country or a luxury plane ride that goes from, I don't know, London to Dubai. And these are just all these creature comforts, all these luxury accommodations that are just, it's really cool to see them from the point of view that you would be experiencing them yourself. So maybe someday if you get super lucky, you can go too, but it's it's just really cool to check it out and see what the trip is all about. Yeah. And we always put the link in the show notes, but you really need to go to the link in the show notes, like go check it out. He's cute. And it's really fun to watch. And I am not a YouTube channel watcher for the most part. You can ask Joe. It's very rare for me to go down a YouTube rabbit hole. But I could watch Jeb for hours. I feel like I used to constantly go down YouTube. And now it's just that takes. Well, actually, TikTok does it. Maybe TikTok was YouTube's replacement for me. Anthony's not a fan of what we call bite-sized media. And that's the issue. I don't like it. I can't do it. I like it from time to time, but I can't do it back to back to back. I I have to have like consistent story. I need things that are episodic. I need things that are going to give me big stories. Something to invest into. I think that might be part of why Jeb Brooks appeals to you so much is because uh, it's big scenery. He's very good about including all the views that you see and all the accommodations that you get too. He looks all around. You get to see everything that's included. It's so cool. Wow. I think I'm into bite-sized media. I'm like, Picture, 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 done. 40 seconds. I can't. (laughs) 
I don't like it. I need things that are cohesive and long. <laughs> I, I just my brain was like uh, raspberries <laughs> oh my god i swear by the end of this season jay's gonna have that down he did one two months ago that we're gonna watch later anthony sorry but he did first class on three airlines in one day that sounds pretty cool they were all domestic flights, so it was <laughs> so it was just like slightly more leg room. Because <laughs> I love Delta First Class, but it was domestic, so I didn't experience anything cool. I think my favorite thing about Delta First Class is like they bring you in, and then like the stewardess immediately are starting to help you. <laughs> and I I never forget this one time that the stewardess was so rude to everyone else getting on, and I was just like, I don't need anything because now I just feel guilty. <laughs> She was like, oh, oh, do you need a laptop? Do you need to wash your hands? Would you like a drink? And then somebody from like economy class because I was just like, it's back there. Go. It's like, who the fuck are you? Somebody from economy like slightly bumped her when she was leaning in talking to me. And she like does this. <sighs> and I was like, oh, no. I'm like, oh, please don't be mean. She picked them up and threw them back to their seat. And they went, raspberries. <laughs> so we've checked something out. Jay, is it time for that game we've already advertised? I do have a game, and I'm not going to describe it because my intro that I'm about to play is going to describe it for you. So are you ready? I am. Good evening, and thank you for joining us at the Beers and Sundries News Desk. I'm your host, Jay. Tonight's top stories will leave you in disbelief that they are actually real. Well, most of them. From the soft phallic shape of the state, clear to the panhandle loaded with rednecks, these are all stories that come to you recently from the messed up state of Florida. Your job tonight, gentlemen, is to spot the fake story in the Florida Man News segment I like to call, Are They Badass? Or is this BS? Whoa! That was awesome! BBC Who? Holy shit! What a fucking news intro, Jay. I'm already excited. We haven't even heard the news yet. I know! Are you ready? I, I think so. Story 1. Florida man drives stolen truck to Space Force base to warn of battle between aliens and dragons. A Florida man is accused of driving a stolen vehicle to a Space Force base in Brevard County in what he called a mission from the President of the United States. WESH2 News reported 29-year-old Corey Johnson stole a truck from Riviera Beach and drove to Patrick Space Force base near the Kennedy Space Center. When Johnson tried to get on the base, he claimed the president told him in his mind that he needed to take the vehicle and warn government officials that there were U.S. aliens fighting Chinese dragons. He was arrested and charged with grand theft of motor vehicle. That's gotta be real. I've never heard of grand theft of motor vehicle, but I have heard of grand theft auto. Well, now get ready for <laughs> steely wheely automobile. Story two, Florida man charged for throwing sex toy at St. Pete police officer. A Newport Ritchie man was arrested on a felony charge after authorities said he threw a marital aid at an officer in July. Arrest documents say 47-year-old Jared Lang was being questioned by an officer after neighbors reported a man knocking on doors while dragging around a suitcase. Officer said he became irate and difficult to question and began to walk off. When officers followed to detain him, he reached in a suitcase, pulling out a dildo, and throwing it at officers. He was restrained and arrested. Drugs were also found in the suitcase, filled with sexual toys. <laughs> I love it. I want it to be true, because I just want to be like, you know, the guy didn't really do anything wrong. I mean, he didn't break any laws. The only law that he broke was after the police showed up and, like basically we're like oh well you weren't like cooperating with us well if you hadn't been there in the first place no he wouldn't have committed any crime <laughs> he suddenly got suspicious <laughs> stay in your lane yeah, right. <laughs> stay like, in your lane you bruh <laughs> okay 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 what's story number three 
Story number three. Florida man wearing nothing but cowboy hat attacks woman with machete. A Florida man was arrested in October when police said he attacked a woman with a machete wearing nothing but a cowboy hat. The arrest report from Miami-Dade police said 45-year-old Roberto Hercules attacked the woman while she was riding a bike. Police said he asked her for a crack pipe, but when she said she didn't have it, he chased her with a machete. Hercules was charged with attempted murder, attempted armed robbery, and aggravated battery with a weapon. I think I've read that one before. I also want that one to be true because of the name Roberto Hercules. I, yeah. I can't it. Please welcome the stage. <laughs> Roberto Hercules. Roberto Hercules. Roberto. Roberto. I think I've read this story before. The naked cowboy hat machete. Anyway, next one. Thanks. <laughs> story number four. Florida man says syringes found in rectum are not his. Claims to not know how he got there. <clears throat> Deputies in Florida say a man claimed that three syringes moved from his rectum during a strip search Friday do not belong to him. 40-year-old Wesley Dasher Scott was arrested on a drug charge early Friday morning and taken to Pinellas County Jail, officials said. During a strip search, Scott removed three syringes from his rectum and gave them to a deputy. Scott reportedly told deputies that the syringes do not belong to him and he doesn't know how they got in his rectum. Scott is now charged with felony possession in a county detention facility, as well as other drug possession charges. Deputies did say that before taking him into custody, they asked Scott if he had anything on him and informed him that there would be additional charges for bringing anything hidden into the jail. Deputies claimed Scott understood what the consequences would be. I love this because his initial reaction, which is to deny, 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 is the exact right attitude to have with the police. They'll never check in my butt. Three (laughs) syringes. Honestly, what are they going to do? How are they going to prove that he, like, because the burden of proof is on them. How are they going to prove it? Prove what? That he knew they were up there. Maybe he was, like, knocked out. Maybe something happened to him. You never know. You've got to go back and timeline the whole fucking thing to prove this guy's guilty. But, I mean, I guess, you know, if that's, if the legal system worked the way it's supposed to. I was going to say, Anthony, you have a promising future as a Florida lawyer ahead of you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he literally said, sir, and goes, you have the burden of proof. You have the burden of proof. That's it. And they're like, God damn, he's right. And the prosecutor's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he's got us again. Police only solve like 2% of crimes. All you got to do is lawyer up. Exactly. All right. Last story. Story number five. Are you ready? Last story. Florida man arrested for refusing to remove... I eat ass sticker from his pickup truck. I already know this is true. A man has been arrested. This one's true. Okay, yeah. (laughs) A man has been arrested on suspicion of obscenity after refusing to remove a bumper sticker from his vehicle reading, I eat ass. Good for him. 23-year-old Dylan Shane Webb of Lake City, Florida, has been charged with misdemeanor (laughs) counts of possession of obscene material and resisting arrest without violence following an incident on Highway 90. The Columbia County Sheriff's Office said a deputy spotted the sticker on the rear window of a brown Chevrolet truck, and the deputy believed that the sticker violated a state statute which prohibits the possession of obscene or lewd material, including drawings, pictures, or any other written or printed matter. When the man was asked to remove one of the letters from the sticker to make it less offensive, he refused, citing his First Amendment rights. He was then arrested and charged for resisting arrest without violence. That's our news for the evening. Can you spot the BS? Resisting arrest without violence. What does that even mean? I don't know. But basically, uh, looking up that story was interesting because there's a lot more stories about how he won his case suing them. I'll start off by saying that my sister currently lives in Lake City, Florida, and they are very proud of number five. So that one is definitely true. That one's totally true. And yeah, sorry, we have a little bit, we're a little bit too close to that one. Nope, that's fine. I like that. Yeah, a little home field advantage there. (laughs) You still have four other stories to fuck up. Can you recap the stories just briefly? I will recap the headings. You can leave out five. (laughs) Yeah, I'll leave out five. Okay. Number one was Florida man drives stolen truck to Space Force Base to warn of battle between aliens and dragons. That's got to be fucking true. (laughs) I'm teetering on that one. Number two was Florida man charged for throwing sex toy at St. Pete police officer. 
Number three was Florida man wearing nothing but cowboy hat attacks woman with machete. And number four is Florida man says syringes found in rectum are not his, claims to not know how they got there. This is tough. This is a really tough one because they're all so fucking out there and I, I believe all of them. I'm really glad that you said that. Can I ask for a date on number one? Um, I think it's July 25th of last year. Ah, oh, fuck. Okay. 2022. Um, all of these are between 19 and 22. Oh, so within like the last like three years, basically. Yeah. I tried to do just 2022, but I stretched on to add a couple more. Does Space Force have bases, Anthony? Yeah, they do. Oh, it's a shit. real branch of the military. I know. I didn't know it was that serious, though. It took me a long time to realize it wasn't a joke. Maybe I should just join the Space Force and get, like, free money. You have to be, like, 28 or younger. What? I could fit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm i gonna say, I, I'm feeling number three for the false one. The sex toy one seems a little fickle. I'm going with number three, the machete one. Machete one? It feels a little too on the nose, you know? Okay, Anthony is voting machete. So you're picking the machete story? I think that's the fake one. You think that one's BS? I think it's BS. Yeah, I think it's BS. Okay, I've got you written down for that one. I think I might go with number four then. Number four, which was the... The the syringe and the butt? Yeah, yeah. The I was like, how are they going to... That seems a little far. I'm going to go with the syringe story, number four. I kind of wanted to pick that one, but I also kind of want it to be true. Like, in a way, there's just so much there that I love. The Space Force one? No, the Space Force one, I feel like that's also a little on the nose, but I also want it to be true. But I want number four to be true, too. I feel like I would have heard about number one, but I think I'm going to go with number four. The syringes in the rectum. Okay, so Joe's going with syringe butt, and Anthony is going with nude cowboy hat machete. As usual. Nude cow. That's what I always go with, too. Yep. Are you guys ready? Yep. Yeah. No going back. The BS story is one that I personally wrote, and it's Florida man charged for throwing sex toy at St. Police. Or St. No! Pete Police. Damn it! That one felt so real! Damn it! <laughs> I know. No now, way! I will say... I vaguely stemmed it off of a story, but I basically changed it all and then made it up myself. It felt so true. I loved it. There was a moment where I thought it might have been fake because, like, they wouldn't charge him for just throwing a dildo. But then I was like, oh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, they fucking would. That's why I added uh, drugs were found in the suitcase. Add a little more fluff. That's why I added that at the (laughs) end because I was like, I have to make it convincing. You know, that actually should have been what tipped me off. Add some raspberries. That makes me feel really good, though, because as I was writing it, I'm like, I feel like this may be too predictable. So that made me feel much better. Honestly, the cowboy hat with the machete felt like very on the nose. I'm really glad you said that. I'm I really glad you said that. Yeah. A plus job, Jay. You fooled us both. And I like this game. Look at me. So Jay wins. I think ah, I think I want to start doing these like news story desk things randomly now because that was fun. That's kind of great. That music threw me. The intro. I was like, oh my god, I have to do this. It was giving the onion. Yes! Well, Jay, that was an incredible game. Why, thank you! I loved the music at the beginning, but I hear a different type of music coming back on. Oh. We've talked about Florida, but now it is time for us to wrap up this lunch break, Beardos. Whew! It's been a good one, though. I like this one. Um, not that I don't like any of the other ones. Anyways, uh, so thank you very much for joining us. We want you guys to remember that we have that game, Florida Man Birthdays. We haven't done it in a while, but we want you guys to send us crazy, wacky Florida Man stories that took place on your birthday. We want to hear about it. Send us any content whatsoever that you would like to. The email is beardsandsundries at gmail.com. You can also find us on our socials. We have TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook that we're regularly on. We also have this really cool thing that we've really wanted you all to do something with, and it's been quiet, and it's the Beards and Sundries hotline. Leave us a voicemail at 405-999-2242. We want to hear from you. Again, that number is 405-999-2242. 999 for you. 
You can leave us funny, shitty jokes. You can leave us a nice comment about liking our show and that you rated us five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Do whatever you want. Just just leave us a message. And it's an actual phone. You can send us ideas there for games, too. Just, you know, leave us a name so we know who you are. Yes. Please do. We're eager to hear from you. Thank you guys for joining us for yet another episode of Beards and Sundries. It's been a fun one. We love you very much. Oh, I love this one. Yeah, this is a good one. So we love you very much. And as always, Beardos, we want you to don't forget to love yourself. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.